0: we're gonna do this real gritty then no intro music no series no nothing this is just myself matt waters and ben phillips ben you've seen the joker you are the last of the people affiliated with this site to see it at the time of this recording have already recorded a podcast with mike thomas where we reviewed it as part of our the tape crusaders podcast which is all the batman movies and i didn't care for it And I did my best, I thought, to stand my ground with Mike Thomas, who very much loved it. or not very much loved it. Very much liked it, let's put it that way. He wasn't gushing about it being amazing. But, you know, he has a way of of talking me around, and I spent the next few days being like, oh, God, I wish I'd said this, I wish I'd said that. And you now have finally seen it, and you do not have kind words to say about it, do you? (laughs) So as I've already talked about it for, like, a half hour or more, I'm going to let you go, and I'm just going to jump in here and there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I I literally started this off, we did it as a double bill with a Lion King, because we haven't seen Lion King yet. Which one do you hate more? I fully went into this thinking, like, Lion King is going to bore the shit out of me. <laughs> and Joker will be, like, a competent movie that maybe I disagree with on, like, some personal level. Uh-huh. But, like, I'll come away thinking Joker's, like, a better film at the end of it. Uh-huh. And I came away thinking the exact opposite, where I think Joker is, like, a reprehensible piece of shit.
0: Right. Before we get into that, do you think is it is at least well shot and It's acted- a complicated It's it's a fully
1: competent movie With people behind the scenes And behind the camera Who know what they're doing Like it's not An like Atrocious piece of filmmaking Like Suicide Squad is Yes
0: And I think that's enough To I think by the time People hear this There will be a ranking On the site That's compiled By the four of us Me, you Mike Thomas And Jerome Cuson. Aggregated rankings Each person gets two movies One good one One bad one Theoretically And a couple of us Ranked it in the middle Because of that Because it is competent made and uh someone put it very very high and you have put it very very low and i would say that like it is hard to get around the fact that it looks really good and there's no like bad performances or like embarrassing moments beyond the content uh what is being presented like ideologically and all of that so that stuff alone made me put it in the middle of the pack i dislike it enough to put it below the top stuff but i can't deny that there is just outright embarrassing stuff in some of the other DC movies, but that's not the key issue here, like, that I mean, that's all whatever, but the content being presented the, here is the most iconic fictional villain of our times. Outside of Darth Vader, maybe. Yes. Like, it's like a 1A, 1B, it's
1: like Darth Vader and the Joker. Yes,
0: and we're not saying best, we're saying most iconic because for me, Doom is above Joker always, but a massively popular infamous character the Joker, and here's how we got to him being this, and and I think that is where it is between disgusting and like rote and uninspired. But... Yeah, I,
1: mean, I think I think it's obviously like, if, if on my list. I had Suicide Squad third from the bottom, which is higher than anyone else. Yes. Um, I think I was cushioned in that I watched that movie in the comfort of my own living room <laughs> rather than at the cinema. Like the two movies that probably could have been worse if I gone to pay actually pay money for them yeah, were Suicide Squad work. and Justice League. Every other DC movie I paid to see in a cinema. But yeah, like I, I mean, like my bottom is Batman v Superman. And it's kind of a similar reason for Joker, for Joker, which, like, Batman v Superman, I find, is just a fundamental misunderstanding of the two core characters at the heart of it. And I, I can't say that they fundamentally misunderstand the Joker, but I think they rob Joker of some of the mystique by having this original story. Yeah. It's, the, it's the big issue with the killing joke, where the killing joke kind of goes through and makes a point of having a definitive version of the Joker. And Alan Moore roundly says it's the worst thing he's ever written.
0: But it does also, at the end, say, hey, multiple choice. Yeah. And there is, it is called into doubt if any of what he said is true and I took the ending of Joker the movie to potentially be him doing that with this you know like oh you wouldn't get my joke or whatever because it's like how do we get from him being free and on the run to in Arkham or whatever but maybe it's not but it's not coming down hard enough on being like or not, in my Yeah, opinion. I mean, I've, I've seen them say that this
1: isn't the Joker from Batman's yes, Joker. This I've is, heard that
0: as well, that Arthur Fleck inspired one of the many clowns out there. Maybe the Joe Chill character that goes down in a mask is the, like, 1989 Batman movie Joe Chill. Sorry, Joker, because that's what they did in that for unannounced reasons. That scene, I audibly sighed
1: <laughs> when I saw the Zorro like name on the, uh, on the standee. I was just like, oh god, they're not doing this. Are they? Yeah. We're not having another Fucking <laughs> Batman related movie Show me the deaths of the Waynes mm. I was so I sort
0: of liked the cock tease of it earlier Where he's working as a theatre rusher And he sees Thomas Wayne And you're like oh shit is it going to go down here and now? And it's like no it's not And I really kind of wish they left it there I think <laughs> what we need to dig into here Is something that I feel guilty about Not going harder on And is like the, the like elevator pitch of this Is like or some people's takeaway is like oh wow they're like really Really highlighting mental illness and like a marginalised section of society and all this but you came out of this and I think the one of the first texts you sent me was just sort of like they never bothered to actually define what his mental illness is and you're so fucking right it's just it is a person with no experience of mental illness making a thing about mental illness I mean and this is this is the thing that you have on like fucking Big Bang
1: Theory where Sheldon yeah. is never diagnosed with any form of kind of like thing and so it gives them a lot of leeway to just kind of go like and this is what he is here today but it's like that's I mean (sighs) Yeah. That's not what it is. Like you're making these stories about people with mental health problems, and by not defining them, you make it come out to be this kind of like, oh, look, this big bad boogie boogie man of health. And when we're already so scared to talk about mental health in society, yeah. when you put out a movie like this that literally says, oh, if you take away funding and medication from these people, they're a week away from going on a mass murder spree and inspiring some kind
0: of like weird left-leaning economic cult that's <laughs> going to go murder the rich. And you're like, what the fuck do yeah. you think? And like, you know, maybe we should. <laughs> be murdering the rich and maybe society is fucked and all of this but like it's this sort of catch all one size fits all he's just got problems man and like
1: the movie does so much shorthand behind it it's like oh you're already on seven medications arthur we can't put you on anymore they must yeah. be doing something yeah. and then the funding gets cut and then we see him like he's finished most of the pills and he's got two generic things left they never show you what he's actually using yeah. and uh, it's just frustrating to watch it vilified in this way that the big villain at the sent this and then they come away and they go like oh but also he was abused when he was a child and this is the, the crux but of all his mental health issues
0: the thing with the mother really bothered me because like i'm not saying they needed to tell me why he chose to kill his mother but like a, an interpretation is i don't know whether or not it's true that i'm adopted but either way i'm angry at you you die now and it's like and they they also make his mother was committed to arkham asylum so she also suffered from mental health problems and her punishment for this is to be murdered by her own son
1: i think is even that's debatable because it's like you've got the question of like we exist in a world in which the rich are obviously being vilified kind mm-hmm. of in this movie even though everyone kind of comes out and says positive words about them at some point in the yeah. movie. Is, is um, she
0: telling every word of the truth? Is Arthur the love child of Thomas Wayne? Did he have her committed to shut I her mean, up? I mean because at the, the back of the letter, the, not the letter, the photo that she's got
1: is like you look pretty in this TW which kind of like they're trying to leave it vague like whether or not Thomas Wayne is such an evil piece of shit that he will fake <laughs> papers yeah. for adoption and to get this woman committed to avoid the the pain of having a, a illegitimate love child out there, and the movie never comes down on either side, and it's such a weird thing to come down one side of because either way you break it down, either his mother lied to him his entire life, mm-hmm. but because she's actually suffers from former delusion, in which Arthur then sentences her to death for, or she's vilified by the same state that has is the crux villain of kind of like so much of the movie, even though we're following around the mass murderer. The movie makes all these points, and it kind of comes off as being like politics light, where it's like rich bad.
0: But Shapiro-level, like, fucking philosophical, like, <laughs> yeah, nonsense. Yeah, but, like, but even then, it's like, it, like we need to eat the rich and stuff like that, but it
1: keeps on making these points, like, Todd Phillips has come out saying this isn't a political movie, the Joker makes a point of saying I'm not a political, fi- political figure, but by having just these kind of, like, weird sketches in the background, it just is completely toothless and doesn't say anything about the society we live
0: in. Yeah. I think before you even saw it, you put it to me as, like, your impression was it, it was going to be, like, Todd Phillips is just showing you a bad person and like telling you the world is bad and you already know that and if he's not offering anything other than that then what's kind of the point and I agree with you there and something that I really 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 wish I'd said to Mike was no matter what you feel about like a film's responsibility to you know not be insightful of violence or what whatever I personally don't care for movies where someone just goes look at this shit character look what a piece of shit this person is and like that puts me off a number of indie movies and it's like there are better ones than this that, that still do that and I acknowledge they're probably good but just it's never going to be my taste to just be like look at this like irredeemable piece of shit isn't the world kind of shitty and stuff can you see a bit of yourself in him you shouldn't he's bad it's so weird that Joaquin Phoenix made this movie a couple of years ago
1: and you were never really here and obviously yeah. in that movie he's playing someone who is fundamentally more heroic coded even mm-hmm. though they're still like a hired killer and stuff like that but there are so many beats in this movie that kind of play so similarly yeah. to the Joker including the, the his main character having his relationship with his mother mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and issues with kind of like suicidal thoughts and all these different things yeah. but at the end of the day You Were Never Really Here is a fundamentally better crafted movie than this. Lynn Ramsey's a better director than Todd Phillips if you want to see joker i would i would be so much happier if i walked in to see of screaming the joker and one of the projectors had just kind of gone like fuck it we're gonna put you never really here on because it's a better movie <laughs> and i would get <laughs> to sit there and watch the, this 90 minute lean yeah. tense as hell hitman movie which has more to say and is more careful in kind of like it's depictions of brutality and violence than this yeah. movie ever is where so my partner sat there next to me and i could tell she hated it <laughs> this movie like the moment when he kills the other guy who like gave him the gun in his mm-hmm. apartment yeah. and like that moment of just out of nowhere violence and all the rest of it and the thing is the scene afterwards with the um, the other colleague who's like trying to get out but he's too small to reach a uh-huh. uh, lock on the door and stuff like that. and people in our theatre were laughing and it oh, was really? just yeah they were like full on laughing at like this ah look at this physical humour bit and uh, it was like this is
0: kill him this... Joker go kill all the people <laughs> yeah it was
1: such a it was such a fundamental I don't know if it was nervous laughter or what it was but it just made me feel uncomfortable that like if that's the level of humour or like what we are supposed to be reading humour on in this movie, Mm. then I'm not in on this joke, I'm not in on feeling comfortable with this movie doing this
0: where do you fall on the issue of, it's a very big broad topic so we could be here for hours so we'll try and like do it specifically to Joker but like, art's responsibility to like say something or like pick a side on some level I agree with Mike that like, filmmakers shouldn't be beholden to what and how an audience could take their film and like you know you and I are big video game people and like the, the debate comes up all the fucking time about do violent video games make kids go do violent shit and I think you and I are both resounding on the no side but this feels so different to me and like I can't escape the fact that this film feels like a fucking incel training manual and is just so coded with red flags that it doesn't bother to like say our oh, red flags but then I also found it difficult to argue around the fact that like you know, people can see something that has none of this shit in, and still turn it into something that is is bad. You know, like latch onto something they shouldn't. Uh, and... I think it's 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 a weird one in that I don't think this movie is going to form a a legion of Clans. jokers, <laughs> yeah, or
1: jokers to go out there and stuff like that. But then again, you like who would have thought that the vendetta would have inspired an entire movement called Anonymous? Yeah, and and I and I don't think that I mean Anonymous is obviously like not. Mm. a good organisation but yeah.
0: but like do you think films need or, I, I mean art in general think, but the I films kind is... of need to like I don't think they need to tell an audience how to feel but I do think there needs to be something a little bit more like this is a really bad guy you shouldn't want to be like rather than just like presenting him as is giving no comment on the, the more subtle red flag behaviour yeah, like I think the issue... don't latch onto a stranger in a corridor because you had one tiny interaction don't do that shit don't follow people around don't put your hands on a child especially once you don't know. Those kinds of things are just sort of brushed off and not made a big deal about, in t- in, because it's in service of a much larger story about, look at the clown man who kills people.
1: Yeah, I think I think the issue is is that the movie is so toothless in coming down on any particular side, yeah. it just kind of exists. It doesn't have a political bent, it doesn't have anything interesting to say about any of this stuff, and, and at the end of the day they are fundamentally trying to make Arthur Fleck sympathetic in yes. some ways, even it's though fair. you know He's going to turn to the Joker, even when we exist. Even when we exist in this thing where like Joker is the villain in so many things, he's still the image that is on all the t-shirts. Like there are more Joker t-shirts in existence than there are Batman t-shirts at this point. Yeah, I would imagine. I would so, everyone's got the fucking poster um, from Killing I, Joe. Yeah, and like he, this is a fundamentally villainous character, and giving that air of sympathy to him kind of robs that character of some of its power, or it like, makes it more okay for them to put this merchandise on. Him. I don't, and obviously like they haven't softened him. He still murders people in this movie but by putting him front and centre in as many projects and DC are doing so many comic books at the moment which are putting Joker front and centre it feels like there is a level of like we condone not not that we condone this but that we can't get that violent
0: it. psychopathy shit you like
1: <laughs> yeah and, and I'm sure both of us can say like there are Joker stories we love like I mean obviously Heath Ledger is fantastic in The Dark Knight we both like what Scott Snyder did with the Joker in his most recent comic run they're far more like villainously coded
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, I just, I just, I just, I like, I just think this movie is irresponsible, like, not getting away from, like, what impact it could have on society, I just think the fundamental thing that I came away from this movie thinking was, this feels irresponsible in its depiction of mental health. Yes. And I have many close personal friends who've struggled with mental health, and to see... A movie kind of not vilify them in this way just made me feel uncomfortable and bad and i know the movie's kind of doing that thing where it's like oh but this is what if we this is what we need to do as a society if we if we took away all these support systems for people with mental health but at the end of the day it's still treating them with kids gloves and kind of going like oh but they wouldn't last two weeks without medication and we're we're a couple of days away from an entire city erupting into into this level of violence and it just made me feel uncomfortable
0: yeah, that was, that was the, my biggest takeaway. No matter what was said or thought about it, I cannot escape a feeling of discomfort, of being uncomfortable, and not in the look at this edgy, challenging piece of art way, just in a, it makes me itchy and I think what you said about like an irresponsibility towards the depiction of mental health is spot on and these are things I wish I had said a few days earlier and I also wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about it on the website because I would imagine the list is out there and this movie is going to be a lot higher than you would want it to be yeah so. <laughs> but, I'm being, but this is basically like I'm not writing the, the blurb for Joker No,
1: I've taken my own personal albatross movie for the DCEU but yes. I'm also the only one of us at the real world who will not have an outlet yeah. to say anything about this movie and I am so disheartened because my partner turned to me halfway through the movie and said is that Justin through as a celebrity guest on the show <laughs> and I was like no it's not it doesn't look like him and no I'm looking at it now it was Justin through and it sure my, was. Big, my big dick boy what are you doing
0: well hopefully he'll turn up in Watchmen and uh, have his big dick all blow. Cool. We're gonna go record a uh, podcast uh, an episode of a different podcast now and feel better about everything, but some more Joker thoughts for you.